Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Paleo Valley. They are one of my favorite companies because their products are super pure, full of incredible ingredients. And I wanna tell you about their meat sticks. They have 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised turkey meat sticks that my family and I love. My kids love these because they have tons of flavor, they're completely free of carbs and sugar, and they have probiotics in them as well. So they're great for your gut, great for supporting your appetite, your satiety levels. They help you uh, feel satiated, and they help you burn fat for fuel. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, and preservative-free. So they are the top of the line. They've got some great flavors that you will absolutely love. And now you can use my coupon code, Jockers, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter Jockers at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. I mean, my kids love these, my family loves these, and I know you will as well. So try them out, Paleo Valley, and I know you're going to love them. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dr. Jockers Functional Nutrition Podcast, where we look at food as medicine, and we believe that your body was created to heal itself, and that our job is to arm you and equip you with all the tools and resources you need to heal and function at your best. And I'm excited about today's interview. It's with a friend of mine, Dr. Elena Villanueva, and she is the founder and chief health coach of Modern Holistic Health and the creator of the Healthy Body Restoration System and the Balance Your Brain program. She has got a powerful story about how when she was in her mid-30s, she struggled with severe debilitating anxiety, depression, and memory loss. And she was told by doctors that the only solution would be a lifetime of medications after searching for, for answers for three years, she found solutions to heal herself and she started uncovering many of the root causes behind what made her ill. And in this interview, we talk about how she went from being a successful doctor to actually being homeless and suicidal and how she started to turn that process around by switching on her brain. And now she has a very successful 
virtual practice where she sees people all around the world. She has a whole bunch of practitioners that work for her. And she's also creating incredible online programs like the Balance Your Brain program, her Healthy Body Restoration System, and uh, most recently, the Leaky Brain Summit, which we talk about in this interview. So you guys are going to love this interview. We talk a lot about brain chemistry and how to balance brain chemistry, the best foods and lifestyle strategies for brain health. So with that said, let's jump into the podcast. And hey, also, before we do that, go ahead and leave us a rating or a review because that helps us reach more people and transform more lives. And if you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do. So that way you get notified whenever I have a new interview or a new upload uh, so you can continue to get the information that's going to help transform your life. So with that said, now let's go into the podcast. Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast. I've got my friend here, Dr. Elena Villanueva. And uh, we're going to talk about her story. We're going to talk about leaky brain and strategies you can take to take back your brain chemistry. I know you're going to enjoy this. So Dr. Elena, welcome to the podcast. And I'd love to hear your story and how you overcome, overcame a lot of different issues to get where you're at now. Yeah, it's so good to be here, Dr. Jockers. Um, yeah, you know, my story is so, you know, unfortunately, it's so similar to to the story that so many people are having, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, mental health and neurodegenerative disease issues, which have skyrocketed, um, you know, over the last 15, 20 years. And, uh, you know, it, it started out like it does with most people. And, um, you know, when I was in my 20s and after the birth of my son, I... I had a little bit of depression, postpartum, a little bit of anxiety, some sleep issues, and, uh, you know, just, just pushed forward because, you know, what else do you do? You just push mm -hmm. forward. And um, at some point, um, you know, in my late 20s, I, I tried an antidepressant for about six months and then <clears throat> just got off of it because I didn't feel that great with it. I'm, you know, flat, just kind of felt like, just didn't feel that great. And... Um, and, and so on and off of them uh, through my 30s. And in my 30s is when I really noticed that it was starting to become a bit of a problem. But I also noticed some other physical things and I had no idea that, the, that the, some of the physical issues and some of the brain related stuff were even connected. And most people don't, right? Most of us, we don't yeah. even know that. And I started having issues with like, you know, some gut issues, some, you know, I had some different gut issues. I had some, some sleep issues and I was feeling stressed out and, uh, I was like starting to forget my keys, um, or like where I laid my phone down, you know, just things like that, waking up, feeling tired, having to drink that extra cup of coffee during the day, things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, again, I just pushed forward. I had three practices. I was a single mom, um, you know, yeah. you know, tra traveling around the world with Olympic athletes because I was doing sports medicine at the time. And so, you know, I just didn't think about it. I would just do little things to just cover up the symptoms like that extra coffee to, to pick me up or, you know, like that extra glass of wine. Like I would have wine in the evenings to try to like wind down and just try to feel, you know, kind of numb out from the stress that I was feeling for the, you know, from the day, not realizing that I was just getting worse. And it just took an emotional trigger 
to send me, you know, over the edge. So it was kind of like the perfect storm. You know, 2008 happened when a lot of doctors lost their practices and a lot of people lost their businesses. And it really affected me as well. We were mostly insurance based and insurance stopped paying because they, you know, they were trying to hold on to their money too. So they were delaying payments. And so the stress levels were really rising. And during that time, you know, right around that time frame, my father committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And so there was just all of these triggers that happened all at the same time. And I started going downhill really, really fast. My physical health issues um, became very much exacerbated. So they got worse. And 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 the mental health issues went went significantly downhill from there. The anxiety became, um, you know, uncontrollable where I was having panic attacks and thinking I was having heart attacks and having to go to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. Um, I ended up having really, you know, such severe vertigo that I couldn't even tell which way was up. So I couldn't pick up my head. Um, I had such bad memory loss after that, um, that I couldn't even remember my son's name. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I, and I was terrified because I, I didn't know what was happening. And I, and I was going through the medical model and, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. I had brain scans done and, and they ran the typical lab work and well, and they said, well, we just don't know what's wrong with you. We just think that you're just stressed out, you know, take this Valium, take this antidepressant and, and here's this antiviral and go ahead and take that too. And I remember mustering up enough to say, you know, I was having a very difficult time speaking. So I had also lost a radio show. I mean, it was just a lot of stuff that, that was happening to me. Um, but I, I, I remember managing to say, do you think it, a virus is causing this? Well, we don't know, they said. We don't know, but just go home and just take this and let's see how you do. So they were basically just patting me on the head, telling me I was a stressed out young woman and sent me home. And I literally felt like I was dying. And I, you know, looking back now, I had all the symptoms of, I mean, I was going right into Alzheimer's. I was going right into Alzheimer's. I couldn't speak. I couldn't remember anything. Um, and I ended up losing everything I had. So, you know, I ended up losing my practices. I ended up losing my home. I ended up living out of my car. And I was, you know, um, at that point in my life, I, I, I remember, you know, begging God, you know, like, please help me. Like, why is this happening to me? You know, did I do something wrong or did I not try hard enough or what's going on? And, um, and, and I was ready to, to take my life because I thought, oh my God, you know what? Like, I can't live like this. I can't live like this. By that time, my son was in college. So he didn't even know what, what was happening. And, um, and, you know, I would say that, you know, if you believe in God, I would say God intervened at that time and, and uh, you know, put some very powerful words in front of my eyes for me to read. And I, and I took it in because at that, at that point in my life, I, I didn't have anything else to lose except for my life. So, you know, I, it, you know, in other words, like all my assets, everything was gone. Um, and, and I was uh, then ready to receive, I suppose, you know, and that's when my life started turning around. And so that's the story of what I went through. And, you know, I've been able to make a full recovery. And, and along the way, I discovered all of the different underlying causes of 
both mental health disorders and neurodegenerative disease. And, and, and now, you know, over the years, I have then put together um, programs and, and, uh, and I have hundreds of case studies now that, you know, we are working, my team and I, we, we work around, around the clock, I'm helping people around the world who have been told the same thing that I was told, um, who were made to feel like they were broken and that there was nothing that could be done, that there were no answers or solutions. You know, we are out there as crusaders for health, telling people from the top of our lungs to people who are ready to receive our message that you're not broken, there are answers and there are solutions. Yeah, that's such a powerful story and a, and a really powerful message. What did you find, what were some of the first steps that you took that you saw and, and like the biggest things that made that made the big difference, like the big levers that you took with your lifestyle, with supplements? What did you find on lab tests that uh, allowed you to move the needle for your own life? Well, you know, that's that's such a great question because when I started my journey to healing, I literally was penniless and uh, I really didn't have anything at that at that point um, so it's not like I could just run out and find a fu- uh, you know a functional doctor um, and honestly I didn't even know that there were any functional doctors who would be able to help me and um, so the you know one of the big things that started moving the needle for me was my mindset um, and that you know that's very very difficult because mm-hmm. when you've lived for so many years in a state of fight or flight with so much anxiety and as a single mom it's like i had that i already had that to begin with right so so it, you know when you're when you spend years and years living like that things change in your brain you change the highways, so to speak, in your brain, and you end up um, losing the ability to come out of fight or flight. And and uh, in order to rewire your brain, so to speak, um, it takes a lot of work, just like working out. If you want to strengthen your muscles in your body and you want to tone your body or build muscle, you can't do it once a week and expect to change. Like you have to do it consistently. And so for me, changing my mindset, it took a lot of work. But that's something that didn't cost me anything but my time. And I had time because I decided that I was going to stay, that I, that I wasn't going to check out. And so I started gratitude journaling. And I took a whole different mindset with my prayer. Instead of, you know, God being up there and I'm down here and I'm, you know, begging for help, I really started to understand that he was within me because he's my creator. He was within me. And I started understanding how to tap into my own power and, and changing my mindset was the first thing and the, I would say one of the most powerful things that I was able to do for myself. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the next things that I was able to do was um, exercise. So at first, I couldn't really afford to change my foods. I was being as careful as I could with my foods, but I was very, very limited. I mean, at one point, at one point when this first all happened to me and I lost everything, I was eating from the dollar store, Um, you know, I mean, and so, but I was picking the best things that I could. So like, you know, even though we know that, you know, tuna can have heavy metals, I was, I was, I was choosing, you know, tuna over the macaroni and cheese. At least I was getting some amino acids, you know, some protein. So I was doing the best that I could do um, 
but uh, exercise. I started going out every day and I was walking and I was running and I would go to some of the different parks in the area and I would just spend a lot of time outdoors and I would take my gratitude journal. So I would exercise and work on my mindset and meditate and pray. I was doing all of that. Um, and then as, as I started changing my, my mindset, opportunities started coming my way and, and it all happened relatively quickly. And all of a sudden I had a job. And all of a sudden, I could go to the store and buy healthy food. So, you know, it didn't take, it didn't take me too long that I was eating like that, um, you know, before I was able to then change my diet, um, you know, by going to the grocery store and actually being able to afford to buy food and clean water. Um, and, and those are the first things. Um, and, and really, the main things that moved the needle for me was changing my lifestyle, my mindset, my food, those things helped me tremendously. Um, and it was later, it was later on in my journey that I took some other big monumental steps, right? Um, and that was with genetic testing and then understanding about how to do testing for my gut. And because I did realize that, you know, I did have some infections going on in my gut. And so it was started kind of piecing together like that. Yeah. So interesting. And I think you're totally right. Got to get that mindset. Mindset is everything. I mean, you, you can start with zero resources, but if you have the right mindset, that's going to really propel you forward and uh, things will start coming to you just like, like you, uh, you observed. So what are some of the big mental health issues that you're seeing? I know this is something you specialize in with your clients. What kind of conditions, what, what, what are people dealing with that are coming to you on a regular basis? On a regular basis, we are seeing um, in the in the realm of mental health, we're seeing a lot of anxiety and depression, panic attacks, um, mind racing. We're seeing just a ton of that. And uh, you know what's scary is that we're seeing it in children. So we're seeing kiddos having this this problem. We're also seeing you know young young adults in you know 19, 20, 21 years old who come to find out they actually were put on antidepressants at the age of 10 or 11 years old. And so, you know, and they don't even know what it feels like to feel good, right? Uh, until they go through our programs and then they start literally coming back to life and, and they say, Dr. V, I didn't even know how bad I felt because I've been like this since I was just a little kid. Um, and, you know, so those are the main things that we're seeing in the realm of mental health. Um, and uh, as far as neurodegenerative or brain degeneration, we're seeing a lot of Alzheimer's, dementia, and Parkinson's. We're seeing a ton of it. And again, you know, we're not seeing it in people in their 80s and 90s anymore. We're seeing it in people in their 40s, literally having been diagnosed with these neurodegenerative diseases. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's disease is growing, that's for sure. And really, all of these things have brain inflammation in common. That's kind of the, the underlying hallmark factor with that. And I know uh, you've got this summit coming up. I know I'm a speaker in it. It's the Leaky Brain Summit. So I'd love for you to talk more about that concept of leaky brain. A lot of our listeners have heard of leaky gut. But now we're talking about leaky brain and how that impacts our mood, our memory, and our mindset. So you can talk more about that. Yes, we are so excited about, uh, you know, launching out to the world, um, our Leaky Brain Summit. So for those of you listening, Leaky Brain, it's very, very similar to the concept of leaky gut. 
we have what is called a blood-brain barrier. And the blood-brain barrier helps to protect um, things like infections, environmental toxins, and you know, just things that don't belong in the brain tissue. It helps to prevent uh, you know, these things that don't belong from getting in. But just like with leaky gut, once you've compromised the, the barrier, then things can start essentially leaking in, you know, into the brain tissue. Uh, things like heavy metals, environmental toxins, um, different bacteria, even parasites, um, and mold toxins as well. And the same types of things that can cause leaky gut also cause leaky brain. In fact, um, we, we say if you have leaky gut, you've got leaky brain as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about some of those factors that can cause leaky brain. I know I may mean, think about things like blood sugar imbalances when you have, when you're hypoglycemic, now your brain's starving for fuel. So it opens up, you know, that blood brain barrier. What are some other big factors involved with that? Um, so things that would cause chronic inflammation are, you know, that's a great place to start. And there are many things that can cause chronic inflammation. So chronic underlying infections that result in the side effect of a lot of inflammation, um, garbage food. So, you know, ingredients in your food that you can't pronounce, um, glyphosate in your food. There are certain um, foods that even if they were, you know, quote unquote clean, that, that are known to cause major inflammation and neurochemical changes in the brain, such as gluten, such as dairy. And we all hate to hear that because, I mean, you know, that was a big part of the American diet. I mean, we've all grown up eating that stuff, you know, and, and so a lot of people, you know, they are in denial and they don't want to hear that, but we have testing to actually, you know, show the person, you know, undeniably, if they are having a brain inflammation response to gluten or dairy. In fact, you know, not only that, but we there you know there are also numerous scientific studies out there showing the um, mental health disorders that people can be misdiagnosed with all because of a gluten or dairy inflammatory issue that's happening in the brain when every time that they consume these things things like you know schizophrenia and bipolar disorder for example those are very, very common misdiagnoses that are actually a result of people eating gluten and dairy. So, you know, those can, can uh, cause inflammation that uh, then affects the blood-brain barrier. Um, you know, uh, um, certain infections can, high blood sugar can. So if you don't have your blood sugar under control, you know, that can really cause a huge issue. Stress can cause it too. If you have gut issues, that's going to compromise the blood-brain barrier as well. If you've had a traumatic brain injury, like a physical blunt trauma to the head, that can also rupture the blood-brain barrier. Mm, yeah, so a lot of different factors there. We know a lot of athletes developing concussions during their period, during a period of time. Obviously, that's going to pre-expose them. And um, yeah, we know like things like candida and yeast release acetylaldehyde and gliotoxin that can cause problems. Um, Gram-negative bacteria can produce LPS, endotoxin that can then damage that blood-brain barrier and cause more inflammation in the brain. And so, yeah, so many factors there that we've got to address. But like you said, you got to start with the right mindset. Now, it's, it's been thought that things like anxiety and depression were really chemical imbalances, right? And that's what we were told for so long. 
but now we're seeing kind of this hallmark of brain inflammation. Can you talk about how that impacts neurotransmitter production and how it impacts the way that our, our brain functions? Yeah, so, you know, whenever we have anxiety and depression, it very often is a brain chemistry imbalance. But the problem that we've had for, for so many years is that the doctors stop there. They just say, oh, you've got a brain chemistry imbalance. Take this SSRI. And they're all assuming a, that it's a brain chemistry imbalance, and B, that most of them are assuming that it's a serotonin problem. Um, and so they just give a medication to prevent the breakdown of serotonin. Um, but we've, we look further. Um, and that's the reason why we're getting such amazing results with people. We ask ourselves, okay, A, is there really a brain chemistry imbalance? And we can test for that. And if we find that, then we go to B. We look a little deeper under the hood and we, and we ask ourselves, well, what's causing the brain chemistry imbalance? Like, what's causing it? And all of these things that we've already just listed that can cause, you know, a breach of the blood-brain barrier can also cause, um, you know, changes to the brain chemistry. So we start testing so that we can find what combination of issues are leading to these symptoms and these imbalances in the brain. You know, things like infections, um, you know, high blood sugar, um, environmental toxins, mycotoxins that we call mold toxins, and, and even um, traumas, you know, emotional, um, you know, emotional experiences, heightened emotional experiences, you know, if we have those and they're not properly addressed and dealt with, you know, that also can really lead to some big changes. I mean, our thoughts are so powerful, we can actually change the expression of our own DNA through our thoughts. Mm. And so, and so for us to, to not pay attention to the fact that, you know, an earlier heightened emotional experience in our life may actually be one of the big factors causing our depression now, you know, that's unrealistic nowadays to think that, that something that happened in the past couldn't be affecting you now. Like we, we know that it certainly can change brain chemistry. It can change all of your biochemistry, in fact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so important what we're thinking on a regular basis, just so critical. Now, let's talk about some strategies people can get started with right away to help improve the stability of their blood-brain barrier, reduce brain inflammation. What are some good foods that they should be focusing on? Well. I always say that you know food can be your most powerful form of medicine or your slowest form of poison. And also, you cannot out-supplement a bad diet. So food is super important. And you know what is right for one individual may not be exactly right for the next individual. And that's where we call you know we call this personalized medicine or precision medicine. But some gen, you know, and, and we can test for this. So we can test uh, both like looking at, at IgG food sensitivity testing, and we can even go as deep as genetic testing to really look at your, uh, in, you know, your um, operations manual for what's going to be the best for you. But in general, if we will change our diets around to really eliminate sugars fully, there's just no reason. Sugar has no nutritional value in it at all. And we, we really overconsume sugar in this country. If we can eliminate sugars, both artificial and natural, and if we can significantly reduce our, our carbohydrate intake, um, you know, to either like 
paleo, which is very low, that's almost keto, or keto, those, you know, eating like that where you have hardly any any of those simple carbohydrates or even, you know, no carbohydrates. Many people live, they live a keto lifestyle. They do very, very well with that. You know, um, bringing, bringing those sugar levels down and getting your body to, to metabolize sugars and carbohydrates and fats properly. That's, that's huge. We want to have a lot of vegetables into the diet, um, all different kinds of vegetables. I'd like to say, um, you know, keeping it simple again, is eat the color of the rainbow. Like our grandparents taught us that. But, you know, there's actually so much wisdom in that now that's backed by science. So, you know, we have to remember that our bodies and our brains are, are these massive chemical factories. And what do you need for chemical reactions? You need ingredients. What type of ingredients are, are our body using? Uh, you know, they're using vitamins. They're using minerals, you know, water, um, oxygen, um, you know, amino acids, which is from protein, fatty acids from those healthy fats. And so those are the things that we want to focus on getting into our body in abundance so that when our body needs to, you know, uh, needs to have, you know, certain chemical reactions happen, it can easily pull from the pantry. The pantry is fully stocked and it's got everything that it needs so that it can grab what it needs. And we get all of these ingredients from eating, you know, clean, healthy, you know, animal proteins and vegetables. And then we can add, you know, some, some fruit in there. Um, and de depending on each individual, there may be some fruits that are better than others, or some people may do better eating less. Some people may do better, you know, may do okay eating a little bit more than others. And then those really, really healthy fats. We really want to focus on those as well. And if we focus on those, and, and, and again, eating organic is so important. And many people will say, well, organic, it's just so expensive. Well, what we like to teach people is that once you start eating quality food, you're going to notice that you don't need it in the same quantity that you needed it before. You can eat much smaller quantities of food because the nutrient density in the smaller amount of food that you're eating is much higher than, 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 than it was you know, when you were eating it the old way, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think that's a great approach. Now, how about MCT oil, right, or something along those lines? Because I know that uh, you know there's a lot of good research out there talking about how when you boost ketones and your brain's now able to use ketones for energy, that it shuts down the NLRP3 neuroinflammasome, which is like this amplifier of inflammation in the brain, and also helps to balance the glutamate to GABA ratio, which can help you think sharply and quickly, but also be able to gab is like the, the breaks to the brain. I'll, and I, you can talk more about that. Um, and so, you know, sometimes people that are dealing with neuroinflammation, you know, going, you know, extreme change in their diet quickly can be stressful for them. But have you had any experience just adding like a little bit of uh, like C8 MCT oil to get the ketones up quickly? Have you used that at all? Absolutely. The So this is what I would consider one of those healthy fat sources. Yeah, MCT yeah. oil is absolutely wonderful and we use it all the time. Uh, we use it in our own household. We actually um, used it in my grandson's baby formula. We actually made his own. Yeah. Um, there, there just were not any on the market that were, um, you know, 
there weren't any that we liked. And so we made our own baby formula. He turns a year, he turns a year old in about a week and we used MCT oil because the babies need those fats. And you know, that was one of the ingredients in the baby formula, but the, the MCT oil is wonderful. And we, we also like to um, explain to our patients and our clients that, you know, these healthy, healthy fats, they really can help modulate inflammation. They, they basically can help put the fire out. Um, and, and, and I, I heard you mention also like the glutamate to GABA ratio, mm -hmm. you know, that's huge because, you know, some people either because of the foods that they're eating, um, and, or because of genetic predispositions that make them even more sensitive to certain foods that they may be eating. Um, it, it will, severely raise their glutamate levels in their brain and that's a, and that's very excitatory to the brain and uh, and the and the body can't convert that glutamate into GABA fast enough and so when you end up having those high high glutamate levels um, and you have that excitatory response in the brain you know that can lead to all kinds of symptoms from issues falling or staying asleep to agitation mind racing anxiety things like that yeah, for sure. And that causes that neuro excite the, the, what is it called? Uh, excitotoxicity too, where it actually damages and kills off those brain cells. Now, what are some key nutrients uh, when you're looking at like helping balance? Obviously, we've got to get rid of toxins and things that are uh, possibly, because I know that there's issues with um, GAD antibodies, right? Which is kind of GAD is the, uh, what is it? Glutamine decarboxylase enzyme that helps with that conversion of glutamate to GABA. And you can have antibodies, right? So you can have an autoimmune condition that does that. So you don't get that conversion to GABA, which helps. It's like the brakes to so the brain helps calm it. So there's certain food triggers that can play a role with that. Like you already talked about gluten, dairy, stuff like that. Are there any, any supplements that help improve the glutamate to GABA conversion that you know of? Um, you know, adding Adding a lot of the cofactors in can really help with that. Um, and so, you know, things like, um, you know, vitamin B6 is huge in the conversion factor. Um, selenium is a big converter. Um, B12 and folate are really big converters also. And then you have some different amino acids that also help with conversion. Um, but I think also, you know, in addition to putting those nutrients in, if you know that you have the, the GAD SNPs or GAD mutations, um, then it's going to be really important that whenever you are supplementing, uh, for example, if you're going to do some gut repair, you really want to make sure that you stay away from any glutamine-based gut repair supplements because those can really uh, raise those glutamate levels. And, um, and, and so, you know, that's something that we like to look at whenever we're, we're working with our clients so that whenever we get ready to start supplementing, not only can it, uh, you know, help show us what to, what to add into their supplement regimen, but also what to avoid. Hey guys, I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite food products. I mean, if you're out there and you're looking for healthy snack options or, you know, really healthy food, sometimes it can be hard to find a gut-friendly, gluten-free snack option. And that's why you need to know about Paleo Valley. 
They're 100% grass-fed beef and 100% pasture-raised turkey meat sticks are not only loaded with delicious flavor, but they are completely free of carbs and sugar. Such a great bioavailable protein snack to grab on the go. I oftentimes will eat them with meals too. Like if I eat a meal and I'm still a little bit hungry, feel like I need a little bit more protein and healthy fats, I go ahead and have them. You know, they're gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're dairy-free, GMO-free, preservative-free. I mean, what's not to love about that? On top of that, they actually also have probiotics in them as well. So you're getting the protein, healthy fats, and you're getting probiotics, lots of key minerals and nutrients in there, and they taste amazing. And now you can use my coupon code, Jockers, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter Jockers at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. My kids and I absolutely love them, and I know your family will too. So try them out today. So you're doing the genetic testing and somebody has a GAD SNP, which would make them uh, just a little bit slower, I guess. I guess typically that... um, that polymorphism causes a like a slowness in converting glutamate to uh, to GABA because basically the glutamic acid or the glutamate is a backbone for helping form GABA, um, and so then you would reduce the L-glutamine because L-glutamine can be a great supplement for helping strengthen enterocytes, which are your your intestinal cells and tightening up the junctions, and it's commonly used in naturopathic and functional medicine. But you would avoid that. Um, how about magnesium? Would magnesium be beneficial for some? Yes, and I didn't even mention that. Yes, absolutely. There's so many, like I'm like they're running yeah. through my head. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Magnesium is very, very calming to the body and the brain. And it's just it's a wonderful supplement. Um, in fact, it's something that I'll take in the evenings as well, not just to make sure that my pantry is stocked with enough magnesium for my body that for what it needs during the day, but also it's very calming to my brain for the evening time as well. And we have have a lot of patients who love taking magnesium in the evening. Yeah, I would say magnesium is one of the supplements that most people feel the benefits. And the cool thing about magnesium is a lot of people think it's only good for sleep or relaxation. But like you said, during the day, like I take magnesium and it helps me concentrate during the day. It helps, helps in a sense calm my brain so I can focus. But then in the evening, yes, it helps me wind down better relax and, and have a better, deeper sleep. So I think that is a, is a great supplement to be able to utilize. What are your favorite forms of magnesium? Um, oh my gosh. Well, there are a few of them. Magnesium citrate is a good one. Um, and uh, um, I can't think of some of the other ones. Have you ever used magnesium L3 and 8? Yes, we have used that. And I, I believe I believe that that's in um, one of like the MAGO3 supplement or something yeah, like Mag-teen. that. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. It's a patent MAGTEEN. Yeah. They've had some good studies showing it, its ability to cross the blood brain barrier better than any other form of magnesium. That's why I use it. One of my, one of my great products, BrainCom Magnesium. I always get tons of testimonials from people with that. And that's got that form in it. I've seen that to be real effective. Mm-hmm. Citrate can be really good for calming tight muscles. What I've seen when mm-hmm. people have like kind of restless legs or, um, you know, just issues with a lot of tightness in their back, things like that. I see that be, be very effective there. 
Um, let's talk about some of your other favorite brain enhancing nutrients and supplements that you like to use. Um, so I, I like to use a lot of the um, neuroscience supplements. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like them because they actually combine different amino acids with the different cofactors that are needed, you know, to help give the body what it needs to, you know, either make neurotransmitters or help convert them or help break them down. And so um, like Travacore, for example, you know, that's a really good one that I like to use for um, helping to support serotonin and GABA levels. Um, there's, you know, one called Adricore, and it sounds like it's for adrenal glands, but the um, Adricore is really good for um, helping uh, to support dopamine levels and helping with the conversion of dopamine. What is what is in those? Is that so? Like when you're talking about the one with serotonin, is it 5-HTP? Is it tryptophan? Um, what are some of the main compounds that they have in those? There is, and I'll have to look them up. There, there is 5-HTP in the um, in the Travacore, um, yeah. and there's a bunch of stuff in there. I have to look it up, um, and I can totally do that right now. And then, like with the Adrenocore. Is that helping support dopamine levels? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, yeah. So the Adricor helps support dopamine levels and like, it, uh, phenylalanine in there and some different. It things. does. It does. It's got it's got phenylalanine in there. Yes, it does. Right. I know. I've had a lot of people that have used DL phenylalanine. We have a product with that in it. It's got some other things in there too. A B six, some other fact cofactors that are that are involved that uh, a lot of people with cravings, right? Sugar cravings that just won't go away. Um, you use that and they see really good results with it. But it can be a little bit excitatory, right? So you, you don't necessarily want to take that later in the day. That would be more of an early, earlier in the day product from my experience. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's important to work with somebody who can, um, you know, help guide you as to, you know, when you should or shouldn't take some of these different supplements. Because if you do take some of them in the evening, it actually, you know, can keep you awake. So the Adricor, the Adricor has L-methionine in it, right. uh, which is a precursor to SAMe. Yeah. Okay, um, and it has L-tyrosine, uh, which is a precursor to your catecholamines, right? So it's a you know it's a precursor, it's an ingredient needed like for dopamine, epinephrine, and norepinephrine production. It has um, L-histidine in it, uh, rhodiola, uh, green tea, uh, leaf extract, and then it's got some of the cofactors: vitamin B, vitamin C, uh, B6, niacin, B12, folate. It's got all of that, and so it's got a nice combination of some of the different, um, you know, ingredients that are actually, you know, needed to help support uh, the production and the conversion of dopamine into, uh, you know, um, into epinephrine and norepinephrine. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm going to share with you some of the, um, some of the ingredients, some of yeah. the ingredients for Travacore because. Um, Do you run an organic acid test to look at like dopamine conversion into norepinephrine? We do. Yeah. We we absolutely do because you know a lot of the problems that we see, um, we see more issues with dopamine. We see more dopamine and norepinephrine issues than we see serotonin issues. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I and and oftentimes that's 
that's due to an underlying mycotoxin infection or environmental toxin infection or parasite. Um, because, you know, what's happening is that, is that they will actually inhibit the enzyme that helps to convert dopamine into dopamine, epinephrine. Yeah, hydroxylase, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And Clostridia, so, Clostridia does that as well, right? No, that's Clostridia does that, yes. And then there are different mycotoxins that can, that are very well known to to actually do that as well. And then, you know, if we are seeing that there's high dopamine, you know, low epinorepi, and we're not finding, um, you know, an issue with Clostridia, we're not finding mycotoxins, and we're not finding environmental toxins, then there's a there's that that DBH enzyme, we can actually do a genetic test for that. And we can see if there's a problem with that. Because if there is, you know, there actually is a medication that can be given for that. Um, and, and that's super important to find that out. Because there are some people who have been misdiagnosed with Parkinson's, and what is actually going on is that they have inhibition of the DBH enzyme and it's, it's genetic in nature. And, and we need to fix that because otherwise their brains are getting fried and they're totally being misdiagnosed. I mean, they're having the symptoms of Parkinson's, but it's fixable if the doctors knew to actually test for that. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. And so like, there's a lot of different tests that we can do. And it's super important to do that because, you know, with the right testing, we can find answers. And then, we, you know, with the, with the right answers, we can then find solutions. Yeah. Off the top, what are some, some of the main symptoms? Let's go through some of the neurotransmitters. If somebody is not producing enough or converting uh, enough GABA, what are some of the top symptoms that you see with that? And we'll go through serotonin, dopamine. Yeah, so whenever whenever we're seeing um, a deficiency in GABA, we can actually see um, increased agitation, um, inability to sleep, like you know trouble falling or staying asleep. Although in the literature, it'll tell you, I believe that it's just like more trouble. I believe like falling asleep, but we see you know trouble with people just with their sleep all all together, and they have increased agitation because they don't have anything to calm the brain down. So you know you've got some some of the brain chemicals are amping up the brain to keep things going and then you've got other brain chemicals like GABA to help calm it and if and and without that calming mechanism you can really have anxiety mind racing and a lot of sleep issues but interestingly enough you can see the same problems if the if the GABA is way too high also mm, okay so, so, so really a homeostasis what? like a good balance that you got to have yeah, we see that that just like with everything else, blood pressure, blood sugar, everything else, like there's a balance. You know, you don't want to be too high or too low. We have actually seen the very same symptoms of low GABA. We've actually seen the very same symptoms in people that have very, very high GABA levels. How do you have high GABA? Is that going to be a genetic SNP or is that going to be more so due to like high dose supplementation? We've seen it, well, definitely from high dose supplementation. Yeah. But we've also seen it from parasites. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. And does it cause like a, a downregulation in the GABA receptors? Is that why we're seeing those kind of symptoms? You know what? I haven't found the science behind, yeah. you know, what the parasite infection is doing to, you know, to cause that. Mm -hmm. I've just seen the correlation where, you know, and, and we've seen it many times and that's how I'm able to to say that, like we've seen it so many times on testing where, you know, where the individual did have parasites, they also had high GABA levels. As we eliminate the parasites, the GABA levels come down and, and, and we're super, super, uh, you know, uh, 
careful whenever we're tracking to see, you know, what's going on. And we've seen it multiple, multiple times. Any specific parasites in general that you're seeing that with, or is it just kind of across the board, amoeba? Uh, we've seen it across, we've seen it across the board with, with, with a bunch of different types of parasites, actually. Hmm, interesting. What's your favorite test for parasites and, and just stool analysis in general? What do you like? You know, parasites are just, they're very elusive. They're very difficult to find on testing. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can find them on a stool sample, you're, you know, then you've really got a massive infestation of them, um, you know, that are actually coming out in the stool. I mean, you, well, you can have a massive infestation of parasites and they still don't come out in the stool. Um, and so really, you know, as much testing as we do, we find that, that, you know, there isn't a really good test to find parasites. Um, and that's not to say that we have not found them on, on um, GI map testing in the past because we have, um, but, um, but the person, you know, clearly was having massive issues with a release. They, you know, we, we were lucky enough that they were actually releasing parasite in the stool when they took the sample. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like to use a GI map as well. So I've seen a lot of things on there, but you're right. I mean, uh, a lot of stuff can escape any sort of test. There's no perfect test out there. Um, let's talk about dopamine a little bit. Like what are some symptoms of low dopamine? Low dopamine symptoms can include a lot of anxiety and a lot of the same things as GABA, interestingly enough. So, you know, we have to remember that a lot, there's a lot of um, uh, cross- uh, cross symptoms, like, you know, you can have a lot of the same symptoms. It's not like, you know, each, each brain chemical isn't, um, responsible for just like one type of symptom. Like you can have a lot of the symptoms that, that can, you know, cross react. And so, you know, with low dopamine, we're looking at, um, impulsivity, we're looking at memory loss issues, mind racing issues, brain fog, inability to concentrate like ADD, ADHD type symptoms, right? Um, but you can see the same types of things with high dopamine. And in addition to that, you can have, that's where you start having like even Parkinson's-like symptoms where you'll start to have tremors, you know, or, you know, or you'll start having, you know, issues with uh, like different muscle contraction type issues. Like some people will start out before they get tremors that, you know, they're just having like that uh, restless leg type syndrome, you know, where they're in bed at night and they're just kind of like jerking around. And, uh, and that's a really big symptom of a high, of high dopamine. Yeah. Cause dopamine plays a big role in the basal ganglia area, which kind of helps to when it's, when it's in a normal function helps calm you know, in a sense, involuntary muscle movement, right? So uh, when somebody's laying down at night, oftentimes they get those restless legs. That's a sign that there's a breakdown somewhere in that, that basal ganglia region. How about addictions? What do you see with that? Do you see a certain like neurotransmitter pattern with that? With, uh, with dopamine, that can be, and there can be addiction patterns with that, yes. And, you know, fortunately, we haven't worked, we haven't had to work with a lot, a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, we have worked with some people. Um, the only addictions that we've really worked with would be um, with benzodiazepine addiction. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, oh, and we actually have worked on a couple of cases with opioid addiction. 
Yeah. Um, and um, in in the opioid addiction cases, we actually worked very successfully using very um, high therapeutic doses of CBD oil. It was amazing. Like we were actually able to see changes in the individual while they were in the office. This was back when I still had my brick and mortar. Um, and this was, there was like a, a, it was, she was like an 82 year old little tiny Japanese lady, like, you know, like four and a half feet tall. She was so cute. And her doctors had put her on, on, uh, you know, some, uh, some opioid based, uh, um, narcotic medicine for some pain that she was having and she became addicted to it. And when her daughter would try to wean her off of it, she would start having, you know, horrible side effects. And we were able to use high dose CBD and literally see her brain and her body, like her body was calming down within five minutes of having her in the office. By high dose, what, um, what was, do you remember like the, the approximate range of dosage you were using there? We gave her a hundred milligram dose in the office. Just once a day or like just boom right there. And then she responded or was she dosing that several times throughout the day? She was dosing that several times throughout, throughout the day. And it took about two months um, of dosing her like three to four times a day um, before the, before she didn't need, need that anymore. Um, but uh, we literally noticed it inside the office within like five minutes. Were you doing it, was- it sublingually like an oil? Based yes. 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 Bloodstream that way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were using um, a product from CV Sciences out of California. Um, They, you know, they're, they're wonderful. They're really helping to work at setting the standards for the quality um, of CBD in the United States. So they're one of the the leaders in that. And, uh, and we can get it at high doses, you know, we can get it more concentrated through, through that company. And so um, at the time, you know, that's what we were using with, with, with her. Yeah, really, really fascinating stuff. That's for sure. So dopamine, let's see, serotonin. Let's talk a little bit about serotonin. And what are some of the symptoms you're seeing with people that are not producing enough serotonin or not responding well to it? Oh my gosh. Um, apathy, depression, mm-hmm. lack of motivation. Like they just, just, they just, they lose their zest for life. A lot, lack of libido, loss of libido, big time loss of libido. Um, you know, they, um, they, they lose their, their, um, like lack of thriving, but in an adult, right? Um, it's it's terrible. And um, you know, high serotonin, on the other hand, if it gets really, really high, that can cause you know massive anxiety in people. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and 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 for the people that we've seen on like benzodiazepines, like Xanax, um, you know, who have been taking Xanax for either depression or anxiety, who, who have become addicted, because as you know, like that's highly, highly addictive and it's very hard to come off of. And people oftentimes will have rebound depression or rebound anxiety when they try to get off of that. Um, you know, we use a high dose NAC, uh, N-acetylcysteine, um, and, you know, we can, we can do that. And, uh, and people are able to start, you know, weaning off fairly uh, fairly quickly of their benzodiazepines. It's, it's remarkable. Now, since NAC works, do you think it's the glutathione element of it? So like would a, uh, like acetylated glutathione or would a liposomal glutathione work similarly? What do you think is actually allowing that NAC to, to be successful there? It very well could be that. Um, you know, I, I'm, 
I think that you know the NAC is is helping in the is is helping with the detox pathway. So it's you know it's it's helping the body to get that out faster so that they're not having, you know, the, the horrible reactions that, that they were having, uh, you know, that they were otherwise having. But I think the other thing too is, you know, we don't just like recommend, you know, Oh, take this NAC and you can get off. Like, you know, they've been on crutches basically for a while, you know, IE they've been on their medications and we always tell everybody like, you know, look, you know, these medications, it's, it's, it's a life, it's been a life vest for you. It's keeping you floating so that you don't sink, or you can call it like crutches. It's been like crutches, but until you heal your leg, until you heal your leg, don't, don't get rid of your crutches. Like let's heal your leg first. And so that's what we're doing with the body. You know, NAC is not the only thing that we that we do like we are working on finding out you know what's going on with their gut do they have any underlying infections mold infections environmental toxins you know are they methylating properly like genetically are they able to utilize their folate and their b12 properly and we start working on balancing all these symptoms removing all the barriers um so that we can essentially like heal heal the broken leg so we can get the body's engines working again then when the individual you know is, is uh, confident to want to start weaning off, we send them to their doctor and we, you know, and we will always tell them, you know, maybe your doctor does, you know, M, um, NAC, like IV NAC. So, you know, talk to them about doing that. A lot of doctors don't do that, but there are a few who do. Um, and, and, you know, when they know that we've been working with the client for like nine months or six months, you know, getting their body ready for it, um, then, you know, they're usually pretty open to, you know, to doing the the IVs if they even do that um and then you know if not we we will give them the the oral the you know oral dose and and it seems to work well but I don't think it's just the I don't think it's just that by itself I think it's you know healing the body because if you can heal the body and get and get the engines kick-started and get the body and brain recalibrated again where it's able to start making its own its own stuff you know that's that's when people are more successful coming off of their medications yeah, I completely agree. You got to really provide a healing environment for the body. And, uh, you know, that's really the foundation of it. And it's kind of like what we talked about early on, ch- choosing the right mindset, the right foods, dialing in good sleep habits. You know, those things are so important. Sleep is when your brain detoxifies, so like it literally drains out the toxins. So, so critical that we do that. Now, I know you got the uh, Leaky Brain Summit coming up. Can you tell us more about you know, what's good, what people are going to learn and uh, why they should, should sign up for that. The Leaky Brain Summit is something I'm super passionate about. Um, Dr. Ryan Wolford and I are co-hosting this and, and we procured top experts from around the country who, who understand, you know, the varying underlying causes of mental health disorders and neurodegenerative disease. And they are going to be sharing, um, you know, their knowledge with everybody so that, so that, you know, the listener can hear from, from many different experts. And then on top of that, we added something that I think is just really special. And we did a mini masterclass within the summit where each day, 
Dr. Ryan and I go through actual case studies and labs and we show the scientific data and the scientific studies behind all of the things that all of these speakers are going to be talking about and a lot of the things that we've spoken about today too. And that's really inspiring for people because they'll get a chance to actually see like real, you know, real case studies of people just like them who were once struggling who are no longer struggling anymore. Well, I think that's awesome. I'm so happy that you guys put that together. It's really, really important topic. That's for sure. And I know, you know, I just want to want to take a moment and acknowledge you for all the great work you've done, not only transforming your own life and health. I mean, literally went from homeless and suicidal to now uh, transforming hundreds of lives and now thousands of lives literally all over the world and getting this message out. So, you know, you're a true health warrior and a health hero. And so thank you for doing that. And uh, tell us more about what you do in your practice. I know there's a lot of listeners out there that need help. And, um, you know, you're a great resource uh, that we can send people to. So tell, tell us more about your practice. You know, you got several practitioners that you work with. And, um, yeah, and who's a good candidate for, for the, the care you guys offer? Um, so thank you for asking that. Our, our business um, is called Modern Holistic Health. So that's the name. Um, uh, of our, you know, of our uh, clinic, uh, modernholistichealth.com is where you can go. And yes, we do have practitioners um, all around the country, actually. And it's okay if you don't have one in your area because we are virtual and we can see people and do our coaching with them online, no matter where they are in the world. And uh, as far as labs go, we can just have the labs drop shipped right to your front door. So that makes things super, super easy. And, um, and you know, the perfect candidates for, you know, for, for working with us are people who, haven't found answers yet. You know, they've been told that there's nothing that can be done. Don't believe that. Don't believe that. There are answers and there are solutions and there are things that can be done and we're seeing it every single day with people that are having their lives changed from people that have Parkinson's, uh, you know, to Alzheimer's, to dementia, to, you know, severe anxiety, depression, you know, ADD, brain fog, memory loss, all of these types of things. And, and you know, just remember that it, it really took you probably 15 years at least before you started noticing your symptoms. And so, you know, it does take time to reverse this. It's not a six-week challenge or it's not a 90-day challenge. These things can take some time. Um, these types of cases are cases that we work with from 12 to 24 months. And it doesn't mean that people don't start noticing changes. People usually start noticing some pretty big turnarounds by, by month nine. Some as, you know, as in as little as six months, they start really noticing some changes. But, you know, if you've been sick for a long time, um, and it's been getting worse and what you're doing isn't working and you're looking to do something different and you're looking to change course. You know, I feel that that's wise and, and we're here to help you if that's what you're ready to do. And you can go to modern holistic health. Dot com and you can sign up for our newsletters and, and really that's the best way to keep in touch with us because if we have any summits or if we have master classes if we have stuff like that coming up that's how you'll know because we'll we'll shoot you an email and we'll say hey this is what we have coming up yeah absolutely go ahead go to modern holistic health um you know if you're 
you're listening to us on YouTube, we'll have a link below. Uh, go ahead and check that out. Sign up for her newsletter. She's always got phenomenal information. You're going to get so much value out of that. And definitely check out that Leaky Brain Summit. This is a very important topic. And if you guys know anybody that's out there that's dealing with anxiety, depression, uh, trouble sleeping at night, uh, maybe they've lost their libido, uh, maybe they're they're dealing with cravings and addictions and things like that. This summit literally could be life transforming for them. I mean, just listening to even one of the interviews might just you know click a button for them and uh, motivate and inspire them to start taking action and literally save their lives. I mean, there's so many people out there that unfortunately, uh, you know, suicide rates are up. You know, especially with uh, with COVID nineteen and everything. Anxiety, they're calling that you know the modern day epidemic. Like anxiety rates are through the roof. Um, we've got, you know, people struggling with addictions, opioid addictions, and all different types, sex addictions, drug addictions. So we've got to get people help. And a lot of these people want help, right? But they just don't know where to look. And that's where we've got things like this Leaky Brain Summit and uh, all the work that, that Dr. Elena does. So uh, be sure to, to uh, send them over there. And Dr. Elena, any last words of inspiration for our audience? Um, I would just say, you know, Take take the advice that that Dr. Jockers you know teaches you. He gives the best information. Um, you know he's he's um, he is a, a mentor of mine too. And I just I love Dr. Jockers. I love you very much. And you're you're such a, a great doctor and a wonderful mentor to a, to a lot of different practitioners out there. Um, and and educate yourself. Be your own be your own guarantee. Be your own advocate uh, because you know, our, our health system, the way it is right now, is just not adequate and it's not providing answers. And, uh, you know, and if you have to do, if you have to start your journey alone, um, maybe for financial reasons, maybe, you know, for the same reasons that, that, that I had or something similar, you know, just know that some of the simple things that we recommended today, they, they will make a change and you just have to be in it for the long haul. You can't do it for two days and expect a big change. You're going to have to be in it for the long haul, but, but there are answers and there are solutions. So, so definitely have hope. Absolutely. I'm totally with you on that, Dr. Elena. Remember, if you're listening out there, remember your life is more valuable than you think it is. So go out, start taking action today and uh, start moving in the direction of your dreams. Be blessed, everybody. We'll see you on a future podcast. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.